Hey guys, real quick before we get started, just want to let you know, uh, I want to give you a, uh, a, a trigger warning, slight trigger warning maybe. Um, they're magical creatures, so it's not entirely clear, but I uh, just wouldn't want to ruin anybody's day. Uh, it's it's in the book, so we will dis- we discuss it briefly. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess besides that, have a good time. Let's do it. Can we start talking about this fucking book so yeah. I can move on with the yeah. rest of my let's life? Yeah, let's do it, let's do it. <laughs> I hate it so much. Good evening, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We're mostly a movie podcast at this point, but we used to be about bad books, hence the name. Uh, And today we're going back to our old school form with one of the badder books I've ever come across. More on that in a minute. But first, let me introduce you to the panel. I'm your host. Alex Falcone, sitting here in Portland, Oregon. You can find me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. And I have an awesome group of guests today. First up, my co-host, Anthony Lopez, also in Portland, at Anthony Lopez, part two on Twitter. Welcome back, Anthony. Uh, thanks for having me. I just want to say, vermilion nipples. <laughs> I highlighted that. I was How like, many times? It comes up 500 it co- times. It's so specific. He always wants you to know those nipples are the most shade of a million you've ever seen the first time though i was like is that a good color for those to be and it's a bright red it's, yes. that is a inflamed color that is not a um, healthy color just it's good theater of the mind you know it just really paints a picture man it is <laughs> it is bright uh also joining us today host of the podcast gosh darn fiasco uh, which is a, 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 a podcast where they play, it looks like an improv game, uh, and scene and people die. It's really fun. At An- Angela Moweber on Twitter in Los Angeles. It's Angela Moweber. Hi, everybody. I want to talk about corkscrew dwarf dicks. Actually, I don't. I don't want to talk about any of this, and I'm really mad. Thanks for having me on your podcast. It's nice to be back into the kind of topics where I get text messages all week about how mad the guests are that they agreed to this. That's what I used to do a lot. I'm so angry at you. Thanks for having me. I mean, if you think of them in terms of dicks, it is really horrifying. But if you think of them in terms of modes of transportation... It could just be a fucking tail. That would be cool. It would be a cool It's a book. front tail. It's a front tail that's removable that you can use for navigation okay. and balance. But then let's think about the many ways you can jack off with it. Let's just do that. I'm so mad. This is the worst thing that I've ever experienced. Uh, also joining us, uh, she's at Phoebe Bottoms on Twitter, also in Los Angeles. Please welcome back Phoebe Bottoms. Hi, everybody. Phoebe Bottoms here. And uh, boy... When a king mouth-raping an elf in the first five pages of a book is what you think to be a false bottom of hope. <laughs> Holy crap. False I was like, bottom is the exact right word for that. <laughs> I, was, I was reading it out loud because it was so ridiculous yeah, and funny. And then I started, uh, I was reading it to my husband and I got to that part. And as the words started coming out of my mouth and I realized what was happening, I broke down into a subhuman <laughs> pile of goo and was so, and was like, oh, I can't read any more of this. I have to take a shower. <laughs> and then I buried myself in my own yard. And then later when they're time traveling to work on the atom bomb, you might have been like, I miss the simpler times when it was just a pervert <laughs> king. I thought that was going to be it. I thought that was like... 
I was like, oh, it's can't go. It can't get any worse from here. Boy, can it! So false uh, bottom. This is episode number four hundred and twenty-eight of the program. Uh, is that what your bullies called you in school? False bottoms. Probably not. Look, man, don't kick me when I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> we have not done as many episodes as the this number is... of millions of riders of the bus system in Madrid last year. 428. Wait, it's down slightly yeah, from 2016. Yeah, 428, bro. <laughs> uh, anyway, speaking of far-off lands and feeling slightly uncomfortable, this week we're talking about Astra and Flondrix. Flondrix. Uh, it's the 1977 novel by Seamus Cullen, which turns out to be a pen name of somebody who apparently didn't want his real life associated <laughs> with this. Um, the Irish fantasy novelist, uh, Seamus Cullen. This is sponsored by Danny from Philly, who says, here are the reasons why you should do this. First of all, you haven't done a book in a while. True. Number two, you haven't done a weird sex book in even longer. Also true. Uh, this is probably the most weird, most sex, and most book of all time topic you will ever receive. And that is also true. This is all of those things for so long. Alex, um, can I say something to Danny real quick? Yeah, yeah, please. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> or better Which? yet, have something else fuck you a hundred million times with one of its weird distended, cockeyed, double-sheathed elf it dicks, a double dick. Danny. Yeah, for sure. Danny, it'll go so far inside you, it'll touch your throat. Hey, no, it has to, it has to it Your rings. <laughs> Danny, can I say something? <laughs> keep keep subscribing and leave good comments on uh, and reviews <laughs> on the podcast, buddy. You're doing a great job. We really appreciate it. Danny is actually a previous sponsor. This is other reasons why uh, Danny's sponsorship bubbled to the top during our recent uh, application process. Previous sponsor uh, and has been an active member of our uh, our Meat Buddy group, and he's the one who came up with the pun anime for our our themed month coming up here in May when we're going to watch animated films so or anime stuff. So anime, that was Danny's idea. Um, but why Danny from Philly? Where did you come up with this book in particular? Here's his explanation. This was a thrift store find that oh my God. baffled even my D&D group. <laughs> this is one of those books where you can flip to a random page and find something weird. Whatever the author intended, I'm certain he failed to accomplish it. <laughs> this is a great Unless summary. It- and I'm yeah. going to play that game later where we flip to a random page and just discuss how weird that is. Oh, I love that. Yeah, uh, that's that's how this book, I think, is best experienced. Because reading it all the way through yeah. was yeah. the worst. Unpleasant. It's so, so angry. Yeah. So, so mad. <laughs> We're also doing this because uh, there is a lot of sex in it, which is perfect because this is smush month. February is smush month on the show, and these creatures were smushing their genitals into each other a lot. Um, Valentine's Day is coming up. You yeah. Know. Smush day. Right? Yeah, Smush and day. I will I will never experience anything erotic again after reading this book. So thank you. I'm so I'm happy. Planning, I'm just planning on reading it all over again on mm. Valentine's Day. Out loud gonna, to your husband, yeah. Or who he left me. I read him that second <laughs> book. And he packed his bags and he left. So I'm just gonna spend Valentine's Day with the only thing that'll fuck me now, which is this horrible book. And a, <laughs> and a random deer in the woods. Yeah, I just have uh, I have a PDF file as my partner for you know, the rest of yeah, But if, so, if you know where to like press on that PDF file, though, a whole bunch of goodies can come out. So <laughs> you mean in its its phantom butthole? Yeah, yeah. that's you gotta press hard on its phantom butt. 
<laughs> oh god, my my uncle, you know, he lost his butt in the war and had phantom butt for the rest of his life. <laughs> he can still feel it, even though he can there. still feel his butt. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, if you guys think you have found a book randomly on a trip to the thrift store that is keep more it to sex yourself. And <laughs> more weird, yeah, keep it to yourself or uh, become a meat buddy by going to readdeshu.com slash meat buddies and you can vote on upcoming topics, including your weird sex book that you found. Because I'm sure this isn't the worst. Um, I, I mean, want it to be. I wa- we were talking before recording about whether False we believe bottom. humans humans are good or not. Yeah, and if there are worse books, real light. <laughs> someone would have to be actively evil to write a book worse than this. What if what if Seamus is his pen name, but Trump's been writing these books for like, <laughs> oh. since like 1970? It does have a stream of consciousness feel to it. <laughs> yeah. It's like James Joyce. It's like the like stream of consciousness of Ulysses, mm-hmm. but if uh, you know, <laughs> fill in the rest Joyce of my was sentence. A piece of garbage. Yeah. I am. Uh, so normally, this is the part of the show where I would read a long summary that I had prepared, and we would discuss it. Uh, oh, I was looking to forward to that feel together. I know. Yeah, I'm, me too. I'm, I'm sure I'm letting everybody down, but here's the thing: I am fucking baffled. Um, I'm baffled, you guys. I I have a loose outline that I vaguely remember, but there is a part where well, there were a bunch of false bottoms, and then there was a part where I just like completely lost track of what was happening, and I I had been trying really hard to get... I'm not much of a reader, and I want to be, and every year I set a goal to read more, and this may have stopped me for the rest of the year. Oh, like absolutely. I, no, I don't ru- do anything ever again. <laughs> I was so countless. excited. Yeah, I was excited when you told me to, you know, because yeah. like, it was a book, and I... I, I like you said I haven't read in a while. I haven't read a book. I usually listen to them. Yeah, I do a lot of and I was exhilarated. Like, this book we had I read. Yeah, it was it was f- a fun challenge. And well, uh holy shit, I Speaking I'm of challenges. Gonna, here's yeah. what we're going to do. We are going to try to do this summary together. I'm just going to need your help because I'm so baffled. So we're going to do this sort of tag team style. So one no. person Popcorn? <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I blacked out and skimmed That's page our, one one thirty to the last chapter. This is yeah, I, yeah. How I feel well. So I'm like, so sorry. Let's do our best early on, but we'll do it. We can do it popcorn style, or just like uh, you can all help contribute. Um, uh, you also had. Oh, where did I put my copy of the book? Oh, I will also say. So we did. This is going to be interesting. Uh, is that we were all reading an ebook that was made by the Internet Archive. Uh, why? Who? Why? And <laughs> so they they took a scan of the book and then used OCR to turn it into an ebook and um, for their for the Internet Archive purposes. And I was uh, so it had this is actually my favorite part of it is that it was just wrong a bunch of times on what characters <laughs> it thought it saw, and it had a lot of fun like random symbols. Um, anyway, so let me pull up this on. The, I guess I'll I'll come back to that later because there were some fun things. Wait, going did on. you? Did you read the scanned pages, or did you read a transcript of it? I read the. Oh no, I read. I, yeah, I read the ebook of it. So did you? Did you look at the scanned pages? Yeah, we yeah, I read it PDF. like a book. Cool. Yeah. I gave you. I gave you those options. Um, I loved did, it. To be honest oh, okay. with you, I liked looking at real pages. It made me feel like uh, like oh, I was so holding a book. I mean, it was nice to remember that at one point. Trees <laughs> were sacrificed for this. I, I, I was going to go buy a, an actual thing. copy of it so I could just because I just wanted to believe that it was real. Um, 
but I was so I couldn't I had, find it. I had this ebook, and it yeah. was like so. Yeah. It was like automatically. There's actually, there's actually no uh, physical versions left of this because they're all so covered in semen and other fluids <laughs> that they've all just been destroyed. It's, oh, it's so gross. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'm just pulling up my. I'm grabbing my my reader right now because I wanted to look through the cast of characters one more time. Oh my god. Uh, uh, Are we going to do compliments? Because my compliment has to do with the character names. Mm. Well, we, we usually do the summary first. Um, okay, so that's let's fine. Try to get I'll through. wait. Okay. So, so let me, I'm going to just sort of riff this and please jump in and help me get it. I'll, I'll ask for help this time instead okay. of me just having pre-written all this. So, um, uh, there's, a, uh, there's a bad king or an okay king, the dark king, King Barlock. Oh, he's bad. He's bad. Let's just go yeah. ahead and say bad. He's well, a bad guy. I have a... Okay. Um, <laughs> he is... A dark king, probably bad, but uh, he sees uh, an elf in the forest on accident, and she casts a spell on him and uh, makes him, even though elves and people are not allowed to fuck, uh, she makes the spell where he will die unless he gets to have her in the biblical sense. And so he will do anything to give it. He's got everything in the world, but not this elf lady. So he really wants to make that happen. So he sends his magician to well, he, he, the elf he, village. He sends his begrudged, upset, like crotchety old magician. Yeah. Who's constantly like, so just let this go. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm going to spit you in prison. And he's like, all right. Like, I just... Yeah. And he tries to explain the reproductive systems of elves and people, which we've hinted at. So, if you're like, if you remember back to our introduction, like three minutes ago, when we were talking about secret buttons where your butthole should be, that's part of it. Just well, then, but that. we don't really, we don't really know that it's a secret. We just think it doesn't exist yet. Right at this uh, point, we don't know. We think they have no genitals. Can um, I? T- can, yeah. May I interject quick? Please, I a- anytime. Up until chapter. Eight, I have just bullet points of what has happened. And for oh. chapter one, I have mouth rape, child born without Wango. Okay, so, so I think we can, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think so we can move to, on. Yeah, let's sorry. Get to Keep the going. sexual assault. So he, um, and I, I guess I, I not, I, this does not excuse what he did, but I do think it's important <laughs> to mention that she cast a spell on him because she had the devil in her head. I think we, can, is, we can just yeah. blame the author for making a bad yeah. series yes. of yes. choices. Yes. He's like, I don't want to start this book unless it's got sexual assault, incest, and children. Let's just oh, get that going don't forget in chapter one. Yeah, don't forget bestiality, because that's mm. chapter two. Um, I oh, yeah. would say, Alex, I would say that you are blaming the victim a little bit, but I think we're the victim. <laughs> so, <laughs> I do, blame I mean, away. As far as the blame, I do think it is relevant, because this whole thing, if it was just all punishment for the king doing something terrible, that would be one plot. But the fact that she trapped him into all of this just I makes forgot it that inexplicable she did that. and it weird. It just doesn't yeah, make any goddamn sense. I didn't really catch that either. I only just when I was saying it made the connection that it's because maybe the devil was in her head the whole time because that whole devil thing is so weird. But yeah, at the at the time it was like she, this was clearly something she chose to appear to him even though elves never appear to people. And knowing that it would cast the spell. Like, this was a purposeful thing from her point, which doesn't forget what happens later. So anyway, so she, he's like, okay, 
uh, I will do anything. I'll give him a whole kingdom to get this lady uh, to come hang out with me. And sends her, her the, he sends his cruddy old magician who's like, I have a terrible boss. And you can't. And so he goes and makes a deal with the elf king because this lady is the elf king's sister? Yeah. Um, There's. Gonzola is the magician. Glortina is the woman that he. That ensnares him. And and Glorton is is the the king. king. Glortina is his wife. So it's Glorton and Glortina. Those are the two. (laughs) Glorton is is the elven king. Yes, he's not no. the human king. Yes, that's a yes. distinct. That's we yeah, should sorry. distinguish that. This is a text message I got from Angela, which was like Glorton and Glortina. Fuck you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then uh, Elven Princess and uh, oh, I don't. This is such a mess. Also, someone's named Skylar. Um, <laughs> I can't. Was it Glortina or was it? It was Glortina who went. I think we're really getting lost yeah. in the weeds here, Alex. We're really <laughs> only in chapter one. We haven't so even anyway, gotten. Yeah, yeah. To... This is the important. The, this is the inciting incident. So he makes a deal that's like she'll come live with the king, but the only rule is he gets to never have sex with her, and he agrees to that, even though he knows the only thing he wants in the world is to have sex with her. So that was a mistake. He um, did. Okay. He did make yeah. a mistake there. Yeah, it was a terrible mistake. But yeah. again, she like trapped his head anyway so she comes over and then he's like well we can't have sex um uh and also because you because you said but also because she's any genitals oh no no this is what happens the magician is like i will give you well roofies. first first she's like you guys pee, you pee out your penis that's real gross <laughs> yeah there's a whole sequence when they make like I, like even her getting into this deal like what did she think she was like she shows up the next day and is the first thing that happened is like, oh my god, you people are disgusting. And he's like, oh my god, you don't do this. And then they're like, I, well, this is our life now. I have to jump in here because that was that was the point in the book where I was like, yeah, this is going to be fun. <laughs> I, I read that passage for you viewers at home uh, that don't know what we're talking about. There's a point in the book where he is trying to manhandle her and she says no sir you can't do that with me and in a grump he gets up and starts pissing in his chamber pot and she looks horrified at him she's like what are you doing and then i believe the quote is he stands up with the yellow fluid pouring out of his penis (laughs) so he's standing and pissing and trying to explain to her what going to the bathroom is and she looks disgusted at him and i was like this is great and then it just gets worse and worse and worse so it did make me think like what was chamber pot etiquette right what was that actually i did stop for a little bit and think like have i ever seen a movie or show that really show like how did you ask the other person to leave the room if you needed to use it like what (laughs) How does is this that just work? a power move that kings do, where they just chamber pot in front of you? Uh, what's yeah? What's a good, or is this just like they're a, one of those couples and they've decided that they chamber pot in front of each other? Or is it just everybody back then was real chill about urine? I think it's this guy. Well, so he, because he's under the spell, all he wants is to touch her. So he convinces the magician to put a spell on her, uh, roofies, uh, type roofies. Thing. 
And then he uh, uh, tries to uh, assault her and then finds out that she has no parts um, down there. So then he... uh, um, uh, It would have been great if he he stopped there. That would have been a win for everybody. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, oh, all right. Well, I guess this is over with. We'll move on to the... Wait, what is he doing? No, don't do... That's not... I don't... Yeah, you guys get it. I don't need to describe any further. Yeah, that'd be okay. That it has to do with her mouth because it turns out elves reproduce when semen is in the throat and so you guys know that at home you guys idiots. all knew that yeah is this whenever does he fuck the ring remember this what does he fuck does he fuck fire in that scene as well isn't that a line about that fart fire? no fire comes out of his dick later though right not right away no like during that scene there's somebody he thinks oh. like he he's Things he folks. Anyway, it's just a, a this is line kind of that popped in my head. This is the kind of book where you might think back on it and not remember that because it seems plausible. <laughs> it's completely possible. I had to reread so many things because by the time it was over, it was all. It's a little bit like what I've heard remembering you were molested was like, where you're like, wait, what happened to me? And then you revisit it and oh, your life God. is never the same. <sighs> it was. Sucks. It was horrible. This whole book was a series of like, what did I just go through? So now, uh, because he's done that, two things happen. Number one, she has a baby right away because uh, uh, an elf babies gestate for nine hours. Uh Um, So he's got a baby. And number two, she disappears and a curse is placed on the king, or a series of curses are placed on the king that all have to do with his penis. Yeah, just a bunch of penis curses. Mm. Um, the, the main one being that it is now incredibly small and that he has to, uh, play with himself all day and it's never satisfying. And it's a two finger job. It's, yeah. And uh, he, he, does, he can't use his whole hand anymore. It's like down to the size where he has to like. What a bummer. Pinch at it. And he has uh, to wear diapers, right? Oh yeah. For another reason. Oh, and they call it nappies because he, because he pisses himself during his State of the Union yeah. like <laughs> meetings or whatever. I mean, that's just accurate. That just happens in real life. That happened like a week nerves? ago. Uh... <laughs> um, you know, this is one of those presidents where it's like he peed himself during the State of the Union, lost no votes. <laughs> It would not affect his uh, out. N- nobody would change their opinions. So uh, the king's getting these weird penis punishments. The baby is sent to work on a farm um, with a old craggy lady in charge of the farm who does some sexual stuff with this kid as the kid is being raised. Um, and re- and goats. Don't forget the goats. Yeah. Oh no, that's what it is. The kid yeah. has to help her have sex with goats. It's not the kid offers. Yeah. He yeah. just knows how to be a good helper. Yeah. She doesn't ask, but he's like, oh, this ram's balls need tickling. I guess uh, right. I so guess that's my job. This lady has sex with the goats, and then the, her now, now like, uh, like coming of age, like tween, uh, helps uh, place the goats. You guys, I can't believe Do you know I- that I have... I have coming of age story written in all caps in this chapter, <laughs> but in the, you know, do like you, a pun. Do you ever uh, say things out loud and then wish you weren't having to say them? That's how I feel right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I read this I, in the parking lot of a school. <laughs> no, wait, really? Are you yeah. reporting from a jail? Yeah, last time you're allowed to be near a school. 
I'm so angry. Go on. That's a felony. So, so the the I, kid is like 18 now and is uh, hanging on this farm helping his mom. And then a deer comes and that deer goes sexy. down on him. Sexy and deer. That deer has some sex times with him and he is fine with it. Um, the deer. Uh, well, she finds his secret, secret butt. But yes, yeah, so right? with her tongue. So yeah. the deer because uh, he didn't have a penis because he didn't have any parts either. But then when the deer uh, uh, tickles his his butt parts, uh, he uh, two penises come out. So where he That's had a- none, now he has a wealth of. <laughs> he penises. has a two hundred percent increase in penises. <laughs> so many more. I think it. It warrants being said also that all of this starts because of an erotic fantasy dream he has based on the smell of the urine pouring out of the deer. I, man, that is a, this book does have a lot of pee stuff too. Oh, a lot, everything. It's got everything. Did you forget in the chapter before also Ungar, his mom, he's like, what is she doing? And it's him discovering that she's shitting for the first time. Like, he's like, what? I don't even know how to explain it. Can I go? (laughs) (laughs) I just, I'm going to go buy a gun and just, (laughs) I I can't articulate any of this. Okay, so we'll move a little faster. So um, then uh, it turns out the deer is not just a deer, but is secretly his elf soulmate. So he's half elf. And she's a, an elf princess, and she's not. She's like destined to be with him, but like isn't supposed to make him into a full uh, penis having elf just yet. And um, she's like his aunt, right? Yeah, she's also his aunt, um, <laughs> which is at this point like almost such a small problem comparatively that I don't it's, care. Yeah, it's fine. It's, Wait, I thought <laughs> it's almost I thought they were cousins. Yeah. yeah, I think they're cousins because they're. They may not even be related because he's the daughter of the Glorti. No, they are. They're like cousins. yeah, they are related, yeah. but I think they're cousins. Because, yeah, I think you're right, cousins. Well, she says they have the same mother initially, but then later in the book, it's like I don't. Oh, you're no right. one cares. I think you're but, right. It might actually be yeah. siblings. I think they're siblings. Yeah, yeah. I thought at, they were. And at this oh. point in the book, like three chapters in, incest seems so normal on the weird fetish well, spectrum that it's like point. It's the coolest, <laughs> least problematic thing that's happened in the I book. I mean, she's his half-sister, but also a deer. Yeah. So, I said like, out the loud. The part is less important to me than the deer. Well, she shifted back into being an elf, and out loud I said, well, at least they're both people now. Well, but, but sort I like of, because she also makes him shapeshift into a fawn, so that yeah. he still has his people head, but yeah, she but really wants a goat dick. Do, do there's think, a sweet, like, page and a half where they're both, like, recognizable human beings. It's so <laughs> and, like, do you think with, like, the like the human reveal thing, like, the author wrote this with no notes, was just sort of writing on the fly, and he wrote the guy having sex with a deer, and he's like, oh, Seamus, how are you going to get yourself out of this one? <laughs> oh, she's <laughs> she's a human and a sister. Nailed it, Seamus. <laughs> totally. That was, his, that was his save. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So then he gets kidnapped by dwarves and a sex witch, and um, uh, mm-hmm. he escapes with his girlfriend, who becomes a mouse to rescue him. Um, and, As you do. And um, all of this is worth. We could dwell on if you want, but 
and and then it turns out that okay, so sometimes the world has to get bigger, and in this case, <laughs> the bigger world is that elves aren't just elves; they're space elves, and some of the space elves are on Earth helping to keep people from killing themselves or the Earth, and the only thing trying to stop. Or the, but then there's also a bad elf who li- there's a devil elf, and he's trying to ruin the Earth. But this is all not in the past, like you'd think, because of elves. This is in the future. So then they have to time travel back to the past where Satan is caught in a time loop where every day he nukes himself. And then, um, Prophet? I don't know. I just don't... Can I be honest with you? I think that is the most accurate picture of what our future looks like as a society right now. (laughs) Based on the way things are going, we're like two minutes to midnight, say the scientists. (laughs) Right, right, right. And like with everything, like our environment, with our social consciousness for our fellow man, with our government, with our global citizenry. We're just going to nuke ourselves every day. It's exactly... Like we're living a life that is leading towards what this horrible hellscape of a book is showing us. We're gonna nuke ourselves right into spiral dual penises. Yes. (laughs) I knew it. Okay, so in order to stop... Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Take us home, Alex. You're almost there. I do not... This is where... I mean, like, like, seriously, my notes are just question marks after this point, because I really could not follow... I have no idea what was happening. So... The time travel, I was just like, this is what we need now is time travel. And then also a Groundhog's Day situation. But so they time travel back to the present uh, where they use their now human penises. Um, here's the scene. <laughs> Did I make this up or do I remember this? They're they're sneaking into the nuclear facility. And the guy, like one of the guards pops in the door and is like, are you guys supposed to be here? And the dwarf is like jerking off in the sink. And then he's like... <laughs> Yep, you belong, and then leaves, and they're like, nailed it. Did I make that up, or did that happen? Yeah. I have well, no I, idea. Is, is that <laughs> the scene when the, right. guy, the guy's like, hey, that's weird, and the other guy's like, no, nah, he has to play with his dick, and he's like, oh, cool, good point. Yeah. <laughs> like, so that, okay, and then it turns out the devil is uh, also been like whispering in the ear of the bad elf lady, um, who was assaulted in the beginning, and so now she leads the men in a war against the elves, and then that it turns out uh, comes to nothing because uh, the magician cloned both of the el- uh, or child elves and put them in a rocket, but then kept the real ones away, and um, and then they uh, the, during the battle uh, the devil is like the only thing that could stop me is if those two elves are not dead. And then he reveals them having sex on a platform, and the devil is like, "No!" And then it's over. I don't. Everybody gets married at the end. It's kind of nice. Everyone. Yeah, they yeah. split off like some kind of Shakespearean fairy, like a you know a and, Shakespearean romance. And just <sighs> like Harry Potter, you marry the first person you ever fall in love with. It's a very un- <laughs> unrealistic well, like, portrayal of romance and frankly I found it kind of irresponsible <laughs> uh, can I read the last sentence of the book because oh. it's my favorite yes you can hold on alright <laughs> and here wait is this the right document oh no I'm sorry guys I here I'll read something while you're working on that because Anthony mentioned yeah. the vermilion nipples let me read you the first time they were introduced 
The swelling breasts were mounted with vermilion nipples that flashed and twinkled in the murky forest. So they weren't just very red. They were flashing and twinkling, which is kind of nice if you're flashing and then your nipples are then also flashing. You got a double You got flash. a double flash. Yeah, yeah it keeps um, it safe when you jog at night. You know, you got to enjoy that. <laughs> That's very helpful. Natural, yeah. Uh, all, all right, I got it up. Okay, here's one more quote before you do yours. Yes, this is, sorry. Uh, I believe this is the king, when he sees those vermilion nipples, felt his engorged penis slam into his abdomen as though yep. he were a rutting horse. So even if you wanted like a fun perv n- novel, just try to imagine what that means. Yes. Just try to put that horse metaphor. Like... I do. I really can't. Start. This this book writes sex the way like a deep learning AI machine was, would generate <laughs> a novel about sex. Like if you just took an AI and just shoved every sex and sci-fi novel in it ever, this is what it would spit it out. It Feels like one of those tweets where they're like, "We taught an AI with a bunch of novels, and this is what it gave us." It, <laughs> it feels like that. I I mean, sex. I feel when I found out this book was written by a man, I got especially mad because there's so much jizz in this book. <laughs> like a normal romance novel that a woman writes has a, has stuff in it, but there's it's not like ninety percent jizz stuff. Like there's this book, so this book much could, of it. This book could cure the California drought. <laughs> <laughs> I do worry it's, about the their bodies being dehydrated because they do unleash uh, like cement trucks full of jizz, <laughs> and uh, it is sometimes wait. good. <coughs> um, here, here's another. Let me wait, give you. Let me give you this. It, oh. It's sometimes good. No, like for the characters, not for us. Oh, I see. I, I see what you're saying. It. Um, it's sometimes <laughs> useful for the characters. Um, here's, it's the only plot that they have. It has to be useful for the characters. Here's, here's when his double dongs are inside her. As he entered her more deeply, her body began to reform and organize itself to accommodate yeah. him. The shafts sliding higher and higher inside her. At last, she felt the two splendid tips probing the lower reaches of her throat. So you guys at home... Just play that over and over when you need to get in the mood. Just listen to me reading that <laughs> sentence. Happy Valentine's Day. It's Elf smush bodies And just... scene. <laughs> what, what was they the last line, sheath. Phoebe? Oh, uh, it's not... The best thing is, is that it isn't particularly gruesome or exciting. It's the most lackluster end <laughs> to any book. Right, after this much build right. up. Here we go. Hmm, rumbled Gonzola reflectively. I think I shall take a... Oh, wait, I'm so sorry. Let me go back. Awestruck, Rembeck, one of the dwarves, looked up at the magician. What are you going to do now, he asked. Hmm, rumbled Gonzola reflectively. I think I shall take a cold plunge in the river, go for a long walk, and then... Dot, dot, dot. Come back and have another cold plunge. Cooch, I think I'll join you, said the dwarf. The end. (laughs) Well, those two, at least those two are going to have a bath. That's how. That's what we all need. Well, but all of a sudden it turned, he's like, hey, isn't this like a fun buddy cop kind of book? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. It's like you can't pretend that you haven't just run a train on us for the last 300 pages with a horrible non sequitur like, 
There isn't anything that casual in the rest of the book, and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, man, things are going to be cool Nor from here on out. Nor was it established like, boy, that uh, wizard, he loves his baths. Sure loves baths. Also, chooch. Yeah, the chooch thing was a thing. Chooch. Um, that was like a character trait, was that he said chooch a lot. Ah, it's a bad catchphrase is all. Um, here's a random thing that I hated. Uh, the way that... Uh, there's a there's a sex witch, and she was oh, Bumbry. Uh, Bumbry, who was like who lives in the creepy cottage. She lives in a house called the creepy cottage. Not her fault. That was the name, <laughs> but it's made entirely out of bird shit. I think. Um, <laughs> yep. And, and uh, yeah, and jizz. And he um or she well so she has uh, kidnapped the uh, boy elf half elf and uh, really wants to get at his giant dick. And she, but she is a, a large woman, which the book is constantly fat shaming this witch, which seems so weird in a book of like incest and bestiality to be like, but keep human beauty standards. Even no matter what you're doing, you still have to be, I want to see a thigh gap on that evil snake witch. It's weird. Um, but then what I do like is that she builds a system of pulleys to hold herself above him and then slowly lower herself onto him because uh, she still wants to be on top, which I admire about her. And also, at the end, she, they just turn her into a pretty hot skinny broad. Yeah, she gets so she just get turned everybody's hot. Everybody's fine. The, that's the big the win. way you the way you fix evil is by making it fuckable. Is this? <laughs> it's like the takeaway like, from man, this book. You were evil the whole book, but. Uh, I guess we feel bad. You can be hot on the way out the yeah. door. Uh, I, hate, man. I, I hate this book. All right. So you do hate it. I hate it. We all hate it. But part of the these are the rules of the game, you guys. We have to say at least one nice thing about every topic. This was born back when we were just reading terrible books. So today you're going to have to earn your keep with a major compliment. You have to say one. Well, this is our theories that uh, uh, to stay fair and legitimate criticism, you have you can say two nice things about anything. So, Anthony, I want you to go first in your major comment. What's one nice thing you can say about Astra and floor dicks? All right, let me tell you my my major compliment for this book is the name Herbie Brennan. <laughs> Herbie Brennan is my compliment about this book. Let me tell you why. The forward <laughs> acknowledgement of this book reads <laughs> to Herbie Brennan. Magnus friend, who's, who, without whose advice, encouragement, and unshakable faith, this work might never have seen the light. And I've never read something or experienced something so bad that gave me a name of a motherfucker I could blame for it. <laughs> like, yeah. and here's the thing. Like, as I was reading this, every time I would reopen it, it would, the PDF would load at page one, so I'd oh, always scroll no. past Herbie Brennan's name. And as it got worse and worse, like, it was like, by the, like, the eighth and the ninth time I opened it, it was like, Brennan! <laughs> I was just like, I, I got so fucking angry at this dude. Herbie and the I hate liked bug. The, yeah, I liked that she was like, uh, say, uh, he, the whoever the author was like, hey, Famous. But blame this guy. It's this guy's fault, all right? Yeah, without yeah. whose uh, who's tireless encouragement, I might have tried something else. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. I know. I can. We can find him. We can blame him. He's yeah, real. We can, we can track him down. I did try. Actually, I, was, I thought I wanted to try to find either an interview with this author or because he's super obscure. 
Um, maybe I could actually like email the author. Um, he has sadly passed. Um, but I will in tell 2005 you, or 2006. Not quite sure. Not clear. But let me blow your mind. Apparently, Angela's already done her reading. But let me blow the rest of your minds. This is Seamus. Fin- uh, uh, this is Seamus's second book. Oh, that old sophomore slump strikes again. That doesn't blow your mind. I was so surprised. I was like, this is a terrible entry into the novel writing. You should do something else. And when I found out this was his second book, it I was the was... 70s. That doesn't surprise me. Hey, that... guys. Yeah. Sorry, real quick. I found Herbie Brennan on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we bully him? He's a writer. He's written like what 40 books or something he wrote what? the fairy wars series i mean i think you're on yeah. the right herbie brennan then i have a theory that they didn't know each other <laughs> <laughs> he's just tried to like pawn it off on herbie brennan you think this yeah this a, is a, a this is prank? a dude who stalks a guy yeah. and then writes a book and is like thank you for making this dream a reality and then like Continues a career of horror. I wish like when I, I Casey had... Affleck thanked Denzel Washington at the Oscars last year. <laughs> like, what are you doing, buddy? <laughs> I wish I had noticed this because I, uh, in the ebook, I just skipped right past the. I hadn't noticed this. Um, I would have definitely emailed Herbie Brennan because he is still like touring the world. Author. He writes books and... for young adults and children. Yeah, I would definitely email him and. Uh, even though he says he has, even though he has a disclaimer on his website that he has problems responding to hotmail accounts. What? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So you said contact him uh, on Facebook. Uh, I would definitely have contacted him and be like, "Hey, you're thanked in this book. What happened, man?" Because <laughs> I'm so curious. I might still do that. This is on my to-do list for tomorrow. Anyway, um, good compliment, Phoebe. You're up next. Yeah. What's your major compliment? Well, just within the last few moments, I think I'm gonna steal the Herbie Brennan one because boy he seems like a really nice guy <laughs> just, sc- just scrolling through his stuff on Facebook he's got this meme and it says a Muslim, a Jew, a Christian, a pagan and an atheist all walk into a coffee shop and they talk, laugh, drink coffee and become good friends. It's not a joke it's what happens when you're not an asshole <laughs> so I I thank this book for letting me find my new friend, <laughs> author Herbie Brennan with which this uh, this awful book would not be possible. Oh man, that is cute. What a cute it's dude. Fine. Uh, yes. Otherwise, without that, this is one of the most gonzo fever dream experiences I've ever had, and I regret every moment of it. But I read a book, so. <laughs> You know, these are both real slight compliments, and I am sometimes a stickler for the rules, but for this one, I'm going to let you go. Um, But, I mean, it was built up in the beginning, even, that it was, like, exciting for everyone to, like, read a book. And I did it. It is. That's true. That is true. I just, sometimes, the the rule is, technically, it has to be not, like, about the topic and not about your, just, like, you having to do with the book. But I'm going to let you pass. I think it's good enough for this, because I just don't think it deserves more. Yeah, you can okay, get past. Cool. <laughs> um, uh, my compliment. Uh, it's just uh, one pun that I enjoyed, uh, which was the elf was com- uh, so the elf lady. I don't think I mentioned this. At one point, gets turned back into a human and sent back to live with the king, which seems like it's fun for him, but then it turns out she's the devil. Anyway, so they're having sex all the time because she has human parts, and at one point she's complaining 
about the king's penis being dirty. And she says, incidentally, do you ever wash that thing? Or do you think I run a tongue-in-cheek laundry service? Or perhaps ah, I should you. say... Wait, wait. That's the first half of the pun. Perhaps I should say schlong-in-cheek nope. laundry service. No. Nope. That just ruined your own good joke. <laughs> That's what I, I hate like, it. is that she had a pun and then was like, what if I made it way worse? Uh, anyway, I thought the idea that her in character dropping that double awful pun would be kind of enjoyable um uh that's my compliment i like that moment genuinely angela uh, for us the only thing that i liked about this book was that you could you could come up with a ship name of the elf king glortan and the wizard gonzola where their ship name would be gorgonzola <laughs> <laughs> i definitely every time i saw that i read gorgonzola in my head same and um, uh, it's, that's it. <laughs> I I mean... I love that one. I think it's a great compliment. I do have like four extra compliments. So I, I have a few things that I could say that I like about it. I mean, I hate it. But I'm just... Maybe I'm just better <laughs> at finding tiny moments. But like when they were all mice, that was kind of fun, right? The mice? I like the name Benny as a like a wife mouse name. That's a good totally. wife mouse name. And they like... Benny? And that it's wife cute. makes her some wife... La- like some mouse lingerie. And um, the mice have, like, baskets that they carry in their teeth to do, like, some hard work in the rock mines. And, like, that was cute. I, I like mean, mice. Mice are always a welcome addition to a, a nightmare factory. Of course. Minus the sort of horrible context of the things around it. The the scene when the king is pinned to his bed by his giant uh, <laughs> warty penis. Uh-huh. And oh, and then it... And his wizard is trying to run around thinking quick about how to solve this problem like it's a fucking Coen Brothers comedy. <laughs> I, well, I look, kind of enjoyed that I don't know if you remember scene. Harry Potter, so they... but there was never a penis smaller spell that he learned in school. <laughs> well, the, the remedy to that is a bunch of blind uh, washerwomen yes. who all get doused in black pus cum. Yeah. yeah. Right? I yeah. kind of stopped. I had to stop reading it, but that's what I got. heard about this. I'm so sorry to pay this forward to you, but we had to read it. Are we going to release this episode? I'm sitting here wondering <laughs> if I want any of the things I've said in the last like half an hour to ever be heard by another human being. I mean, that actually, this one, especially because this is a book that no one's read, it's just, it's a super obscure work. And so we have to, like, uh, whether or not we record it or, like, release it, which we will, but just talking to you guys <laughs> is such a relief because it, it, it does prove that I, this is real. It's a group therapy yeah, session. It really is. Yeah. Can I, did it, you guys read the, like, the back jacket description of the book that makes me madder than anything else about is the that book the one has? that was, like, I don't think I saw Harry Potter? Back- or, not, or a sexy uh, Astra uh, and Flandrix represents a departure in the field of fantasy fiction, an erotic Tolkien. Seamus <laughs> Cullen, using a humor, no, <laughs> ranging from the gentle to the ribald, has joined past mythology to a post-atomic age. Well. In doing so, he has created a magical world for adults as unique as the one Richard Adams created for children in Watership Down. <laughs> I hate it. You can't I compare think- this to fuck... Anyway... I think the only person on Earth, the only person on Earth nice enough to say that is Herbie Brennan. (laughs) (laughs) What a sweet man. 
so uh, because uh, uh, he's our sponsor today, uh, Danny from Philly has asked us for a brief general purpose pep talk. He said, I don't have anything bothering me at the moment, but it might help to have something to fall back on for later. So we're going to give him, we're going to future proof him <laughs> with a pep talk. No, no, I know you're going to say fuck you, Angela, and you don't get to I'm do I'm not, that. no, I have I have something nice to say to Danny. This is going to be, a well, and it's not just, a, it's not a common, we're going to give him like a nice little clip of audio of a pep talk from us that he can listen back if things get hard. And before you say yours, just help everybody keep thinking. Here's some helpful facts that he provided about Danny from Philly. Number one, I enjoy lists. Number two, I play lots of tabletop RPGs. Mm. Number three, I have, I have a boring job where I can listen to podcasts all day. Also good. Number four, I have three cats, all rescued from the street. No. Yeah. Or another way to say that is that the three cats belong to someone else and he stole them. <laughs> he took three cats. Uh, hey, man, that's how I got my dog. Yeah, it is how you got your dog. Oh, I love your dog. Yeah, it's a legit way to, it's a legit way to get an animal. Uh, and then uh, lastly, my girlfriend has still not read Deep Blue, which is a reference to a previous sponsorship. So, Angela, you want to give a mini pep talk to Danny from Philly? I just wanted to say that without Danny's advice, encouragement, and unshakable faith, this workman never had seen the light. <laughs> I appreciate him. I also, he plays tabletop RPGs. I appreciate that, and I hope that he doesn't listen to this podcast at work because he will be fired and sent to jail. <laughs> That's probably true. I um, have not played a lot of tabletop RPGs, but I did recently accidentally start a D&D campaign and I am having a good time with it and so yeah. and, and I just I rushed here from my third ever D&D session nice uh, and uh, I guess I can kind of see how this book because it feels sort of like it was improvised that if it's like if you just it was just like a group of perverts playing a game it, and some of the decisions would make more sense if it was like you're just a character trying to see how you can mess up this world. And then there's a chicken. He comes in the chicken. <laughs> I kind of like it as a as an RPG of just like a, six awful people. So that's what. Anyway, I mean. Danny, I hope you roll high at your next game and that you always make your saves. Yeah. Go, Danny. You're great. I after the second time, I was kind of mad at one of the characters in our game. Uh, Anthony and I talked about this, and I was like wondering if you could kill a character in your game. And yeah. I Googled that, and like the first thing that I found was somebody saying, like, if you're thinking about this, you might just have an adult conversation with the other person you're playing with. And that was pretty good <laughs> advice, because it turns out it was actually that we were just people, and then I was just mad. <laughs> it's, like, it's not the character's fault, it was the person who was being petty and vengeful. This is an adorable conversation we're having. <laughs> I have a lot of questions for you, Angela, about the ha having. Do you want to do an hour of that instead of this? <laughs> I do, but I cannot. Um, let's let's back to Danny. Um, uh, let's give Danny a little bit more of a pep talk. He's doing good right now, though. I guess that's what I would say is uh, when you, later, when something's bothering you. Remember the time, the easier time, when nothing was bothering you, and remember you'll get back to that. So whatever bother is bothering you right now, it'll die before you do. And, I mean, I think as someone who likes list, you could not possibly live in a better time. Uh, well, you could the, live when David Letterman was still in the air. Yeah, but, or I mean, hey, that, 
When David Letterman was still on the air, you had a smaller selection of lists. Now you can't throw a stone without hitting a list oh, somewhere. That's true. You know what I mean? Internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, we live in a surplus time of list. Yeah, so you're living in a BuzzFeed that's... age, buddy. Keep yeah. that in mind. Also, uh, three, yeah. your three cats Sorry. love you. They just are physically incapable of showing you. <laughs> but they do. Well, here's here's a list of the things your cats would say if they could talk. I'm going to eat your eyeballs when you die. <laughs> hey, Alex, don't skip to number six before I get there. <laughs> I'm sure, Danny, hi, Phoebe Bottoms here. Good to see you. Thanks so much for the recommendation for the book. It's been a real good time that uh, I'm sure my future political career will be ruined by. <laughs> Effectively. This but, is the podcast you'll have to delete when you get a job at Comedy Central so that people can't go back 100%. to it. Like, Remember in 2018 when she said all this stuff? That was the end of that riff. That's a good riff. I uh, I appreciate you. Everybody I, gave me a lot of space <laughs> to keep that riff going. You're. It was. Go, I'll be honest. It was going in and out. The reception was uh, so like I was waiting to hear if I was if you were. Anyway, giving me words. Your list about things your his cats think. Oh, okay. Uh, here are some things I think your cats would say. Hey, Danny, hang in there. <laughs> Because it's hanging from a cord. <laughs> yeah. Or, oh, hey, Danny, poster. thanks. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hey, Danny, thanks so much for saving us from the street. We were real sick of just eating bones for dinner. Yeah. Or, uh, hey, hey, Danny, uh, we're watching you all the time. Please don't fuck up because we know who to call to tell people about your secrets. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Danny, we've seen you, you know, and you do it weird. Yeah, hey Danny, we've watched you read your book about multi-generational family beds where everyone's got labia scales and we know what's going on. So yeah. you you look at us weird once and we're out the door, Danny. <laughs> this uh, pep talk might not be the best thing to go back to. How about this, Danny? When you're feeling okay and you want to feel about the same afterwards, come back and listen to this. <laughs> Uh, for real though, Danny, this is coming from the heart. I value nothing more than a quality thrift store find. Oh yeah. And you really, for as much torture as you've put us through, holy shit! I can't just when you're having hardship in the future, think about the feeling you had when you found this book, yeah. because there's no better feeling than stumbling on fool's gold. Yeah. So, Danny. <laughs> uh, uh, with this kind of like uh, finds from thrift stores, tabletop RPGs, and rescuing animals, you really have won over this panel. And uh, so, to bring this much hate to a group of people uh, with your use of money, and then also joy with your real self, you must be a heck of a dude. So, keep your chin up. That's uh, our pep talk for Danny. Uh, if you want to become a meat buddy, go to readers.com/slash/meatbuddies, and you can get a quality product like this with your name inserted in a random conversation that's not related to you. Readers.com slash meat buddies. Meat buddies, 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 meat buddies. All right, and now it's time for our our uh, mini segment, lightning bonus round. We're going in the lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Here we go. We gotta finish this shit up. Yay. So Can I say the nicest thing that I could possibly say about Danny right yeah, now? Yeah, please. I bet he hasn't read the whole book. <laughs> uh, it does seem like it is more fun to read in random pages, and we're going to do that second. But first, 
Actually, why? Let's do it first. Um, let me, let's just try this as a random page reading. Let's see how this goes. Okay, so yeah. I have, according to this, ebook has 3,388 segments or pages, basically, in the mini pages. Um, I, uh, or locations, as they're called in Kindle, and I have a random jum- number generator between 1 and 3388, and I'm going to generate a number, go to that page, and see what's there. Let's try it. Let's try it. Let's see if this is hilarious. It might not work. Uh, first random number, thirty-one ten. Wow, way near the end. Thirty-one uh, ten. Um, uh, let's see what's happening in this section. Um, nope, this is not a fun game. <laughs> well, sometimes it's boring also there's just a lot of reading ahead I guess I could just randomly read and see what happens Okay, two hours later Glorton and Gorgonzola were speeding towards the western entrance of the sacred glade Astra in a flood of tears was helping Yana to ease Flandrix down from Femur's shoulder I am real lost man these names huh it's like when they gave us a character list at the beginning of the book I was like I don't need that I read I really was useful actually it's just crazy group of characters. And their names were so bad. Like, at one point... Allow me to point this out, and then I'm going to end this segment because it's not working. I guess we should try two pages. <laughs> I'll try a second page, and then I'll give up. But, um... Uh, I, I just flipped to a random page. I can read a line. Igorin became Flondrix, and when she was like, you will no longer be known as Igorin, you will now be known as Flondrix, I was Well, I'm sure that's an improvement in somebody's mind. Anyway, uh, <laughs> go ahead. Random, random quote. It was Kranz who should watch, for now he will see his foul dream atomized across the skies as Elven Lord obliterated the great spacecraft. <laughs> what? What? Is, I didn't. I don't even remember there being a spacecraft. Well, the Elven Lord obliterated it. It wasn't there that long. I just uh, got a random random number, one eighty two. <laughs> His penis crackled like a charge of lightning, and later he swore to himself that a burst of flame had shot from his anus. Anthony! There he goes. Who knew it? it. What are the odds? Like one hey, guys. I went to page 69. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. You want, you want to hear what's on here? Yeah. I do, indeed. All right, let's find uh, at last... Um, all right. The boy felt the currents rising in his spine, and by spine, they mean his dick. Oh. And entering <laughs> and entering as he directed them. The picture of uh, the picture of a huge eagle filled the space right behind and between his eyes. Oh, Slowly, yeah. his arm extended out in front of his body, where they were fully stretched, and the aura of blue. Fl- Wait, no, hold on. This is where he turned this himself into an eagle by thinking hard about being an eagle. Yeah, man. Well, how do you do it? You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Oh, that wasn't as fun as I thought See, it was going to be. See, this is the danger. Is it might not be fun. I, we should really end after that finding the fart fire. Um, yeah. Lighting bonus round number one. <laughs> All right. Second game I want to do for lighting bonus round is I, we have a regular game that we play in this round sometimes called How Would You Fail to Survive When There's a Crazy World? And uh-huh. uh, we all know that we are not really survivors in any world. We're basically... We're the kind of people in a, in a horror movie that would... Uh, we, like, or, like I feel like I would be turned into a zombie and then killed as a zombie. Like, staked first. So, like, I would have failed twice in the very yeah. early section of the movie. I'm just very weak. So, if you guys... Or you could even treat this like you were in an RPG yourself. Um, how would you fail to survive in this world? 
uh, as presented? Uh, I don't. I don't. I. I don't. I don't want to survive. I feel like failing to survive. Oh, by your own hand, a, for sure. Yeah, is absolutely. a success. I feel like dying is is not failure in the context of this. Is there anywhere universe. you would want to? I, the only one I can think of is being the mice in that because they were like pretty kick-ass mice, but then. It turns out they were just enchanted, and as soon as the elf left, they went back to being dumbass mice. That was nice. Fun. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, ignorance is bliss, man. You gotta think like. Well, but they were they when had, they were like, dumb. They had diamond-tipped aphids who did mining for them. That was a better life than being dumb. That's a great sentence, though. <laughs> diamond. They had diamond-tipped aphids who did mining for them. It's I love that. Like the uh, uh, the doozers. They had their, oh, the little creatures had back. their little creatures. Hey guys, check out that other podcast we did <laughs> in October, November, had, whatever. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! This is it's gotten so exponentially worse. We did Fraggle <laughs> Rock, and then we had Eight Crazy Nights, which was like this is bad. That was bad. And now this is like I don't. This actually had less. I don't farting. know where you go from here. I w- Not by much, though, if to be honest. <laughs> if this was the same length, if this was also like 90 minutes, I would take 90 minutes of this over 90 minutes of Adam Sandler. Absolutely. Oh, that's a that's a good... Well, I don't know if I would, to be honest. I no, I would. Ni- I would 90 take this minutes, 100%. 90 minutes of this in like a visual format, though? No, uh, thank you. That, you no, know, I never, ever, never. No, please, no. No, like... I mean, I mean hey, have you guys? Did you guys see the cover of the book? Yeah, yeah I got it tattooed on my back, <laughs> very preemptively. Really interesting, and and that's not even for you to enjoy. That's for somebody else. Those dick spires, yeah, yeah. It's it's so it's like, I mean, it's not even images from the thing because I don't remember there being penis towers, but there are like spires that are also Penguin published this, like a real normal publisher. Mm put this book out it was the fucking 70s man cocaine was everywhere (laughs) they didn't know what was going on crazy yeah i might still buy a copy of this book who do you think has the film rights to this (laughs) where do you think those land guys should should we option this as a team (laughs) i I put in like six bucks 50 Shades Free just opened real big this weekend. Lord of the Rings is huge. Let's merge <laughs> them together. Let's yeah. No, let's let's stretch it out into six parts. We'll get Peter Jackson on it. We'll just draw it out for like, you know, three 14-hour movies. Oh we'll get Andy Sokis to play both spiraled penises. <laughs> <laughs> Covered in those white balls, okay. just being superimposed as more white balls. I guess sort of sub question to have. And then, like survive. the question is, like, is it Andy Sokis or Weta doing more of the work for the dicks? You know. <laughs> yeah, the mo the mocap <laughs> on this giant on the penises. Um, do you? Okay, so here's a question: Would you rather live in the world of elves, in this world of elves, the world of men, or the world of dwarves? Dwarves, corkscrew dicks, hundred percent of the time. Bro. <laughs> Drop the mic. How did we get this far in? We didn't even describe... Okay, so these are not normal and dwarves. The, the, the dwarves with the corkscrew dicks, I love it because then you have to find a, a lady dwarf who's threaded the right direction. Yes. They talk about that. Yes. That's, just, exci- that's he exciting. That's exciting. He stole that from ducks, though. That's what ducks do. 
But are there some that, that are threaded true. counterclockwise and it's the wrong way and you have to find a different duck and there's like eight yeah. sexualities? Really? For real? I think it's really close to that. It's That's at least, amazing. It's at least like where he got the idea. I oh, mean, for sure. Ducks have a lot of, uh, 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 as I think we've mentioned on the show recently, um, ducks have a lot of false uh, endings as well. They, uh, they're like the Winchester <laughs> Mystery House in there. They have, uh, they have staircases. Also made popular, made popular by guns. Ducks. Yeah, it's weird. Ducks, duck vaginas almost entirely funded by the firearm industry. <laughs> yeah, God designed. God thought if he ever just stopped designing duck vaginas, that the ghost would come and kill him. <laughs> so he just, he just kept, he just kept building for years. Um, that's why. That's why he hasn't performed any miracles since then. Because he's just so busy. Can't stop building dick. So the the thing about their <laughs> their corkscrew penises is that they are also useful, as we sort of mentioned briefly at the beginning, as a mode of transportation. They work as springs, sort of like Tigger's tail, but on the front. And so the fat it's way faster than walking. They're like we're dwarves. Walking is hard. We have tiny legs. Or oh my god, I thought spring. Dicks. I thought we're still talking about ducks. Sorry. Back to <laughs> so the book. So confused. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Here we go. Yeah, ducks do not travel on their penises, but no, they totally spring along. Do it is weird. It seems like that would be dangerous, and, and also they get removed. Oh man, did I get? I, but they grow like back. lizard tails, like yes. lizard tails. Yes, I that I like. I was tempted to just skim at the end. I almost I had to finish this on the train coming back from my uh, RPG evening uh, tonight before here but i'm glad i finished it because um boy his penis falling off was funny um (laughs) they had this really complicated plan that involved like a door closing and he had to like catch it and do something anyway uh oh here here, allow me to read you a quote at not random the momentum of the flailing schlong tore the molten barbed tip free of the tower door the two ends making one more whiplash before tying themselves into a bow at Kranz's throat. Just as a word picture. Just just make that happen in your brain right now. I no. Don't. Nah, never. No. Don't. I'm sorry for making you do that. <laughs> but man, what a what an what imagery from this Seamus fella. This book was translated into German. <laughs> No, it was made for this, German. This is I know. I, I was shit. you. Yeah. Own, what we don't know is that it's like actually always in German. We just black out and know <laughs> German when we're reading it. That makes sense. In, in a small village in northern Germany, there's a cult that just uses this book as their holy text. <laughs> this is like what they believe is prophecy. Well, lightning bonus round, I guess, you guys. So if you want to suggest games uh, or questions for us about upcoming topics, go to readdeskriptor.com slash next. You can see our next like month and a half of uh, topics right up there. Click through them. Look at it. Learn. Get excited. Also, you can add comments there. Great place to add game suggestions and ideas and such right there. Now, before we go, one more nice thing. We have to do our minor compliment on the way out the door. So we're going to go in reverse order. Angela, you are up first. What's your last nice thing you'll ever probably say about Astra and Flondrix? Uh, I had the cover of it open on my laptop, and people were over at my home. And I said, <laughs> I'm sorry about this penis tower book. And they said they didn't even notice. And that was a nice thing that happened. <laughs> I mean, like, I, this is sort of like with Phoebe not hitting the minimum qualifications for a compliment, but I'm going to allow it because you, you had a real one at the beginning. 
Thanks. My minor compliment is a real one, which is uh, so the dwarf ruler, the dwarf king, is King Stunk. And the name of his mighty fortress is King Stunk's Stronghold. And if I had a friend named Stunk, I would definitely call his house Stunk's Stronghold because I really like that game of adding the sh, the sh to all of it, adding the extra letters. Wasn't that fun? Did no one else appreciate Stunk's Stronghold? Stronghold. I, I wrote it down. Good. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Good. I'm so well, glad. Attention all anybody out there named Stunk if you want to become Alex's friend. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a fun promise he can keep for you. Uh, Anthony uh, Minor... Or no, Phoebe's next. Sorry, oh. Phoebe, Minor Compliment. Oh, no, I did not to interrupt. Oh, but, well, you, but you were right. I, I have one, I just realized, so I just got excited. Uh, my, f- I have a great sentence out of this book that I like, um, up from page 140 that I had to write down. Mm-hmm. I believe it's one of the mice. It is one of the mice. He says, my name's Boff, and I'm pretty much king around here. <laughs> <laughs> and I that just, is never not I, a lie. Pretty much the king around here is someone who is I'm, not in any power. Yeah, he's like, hey, here's my wife. I'm pretty much the king around here. So <laughs> I liked that mouse's confidence. Yeah. There's some yeah. swagger on that little dude. That sounds like... That mouse, that's all I got. You know what that is? That <laughs> mouse was... Go ahead, Ian. Oh, I was going to say, that mouse was clearly inspired by his good friend, Herbie Brennan. <laughs> dude, I love Herbie Brennan. That Such is, a good guy. That is a Such sentence, a good guy, right? That is a sentence that a kid says, is, I'm pretty much king around here. Yeah. I like it. All right, great compliment, Anthony. You got to close us out. So, top that. One more nice thing you can say about Astra and Florendrick. Also, what a terrible name for a book. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, yes. So here's my my last compliment for it. Uh, the one time the book actually generally surprised me is uh, there's a line about halfway through the book, about maybe earlier, when uh, the author is describing a man's physique and compares him to Hercules. Mm-hmm. And I was like, like, why would they know that reference? Why would yeah. they say that? That doesn't make any sense. But your world doesn't exist. Hercules doesn't exist in this world, unless this is some kind of time travel story. <laughs> and wouldn't you know... <laughs> It's a goddamn time travel story. That's foreshadowing. It is. That's I just thought that when he, right said, when he talked about a fire hose, I thought that as well. Yeah. yeah. It. Uh, what? How clever of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I it it did say like the very first line is like in the future or something, and I totally forgot that. But then when I was reading people's like like the was it because of the this. really horrible shit that came after it? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Uh, we will be back again next week. Next week we're talking about D two, the Mighty Ducks. Can't, why can't I do that? Why? Come on, man! Fuck you, Alex. <laughs> there, wait, wait. Is it the Mighty Ducks two, where all the ducks have corkscrew penises and they use them to skate on the ice? It's just tell me it is. Tell me it is. It is. All right, good. I was just doing what I was told. Um, yeah, definitely. That is, I I have not seen D two, the Mighty Ducks, but I assume the first one really skipped over that whole thing about the ducks' reproductive systems. 
I'm going to assume D2, they corrected that mistake. Yo, they had Herbie Brennan encouraging something. <laughs> my future Facebook friend. I just high fived my computer. Future Facebook friend, Herbie Brennan. Um, actually, I was just gonna, as I was going to do that, I was going to go click add as a friend. Turns out, not allowed. He does not accept friend requests. There's no friend ah. button. I am. Yeah, he, he learned, already has, he already he learned what out. happens when he makes friends. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm definitely sending him a message, but I will not get to be his friend. Um, anyway, so D2 The Mighty Ducks is next week. And also, we're doing that right at the perfect time because we're going to be talking a little bit about the Winter Olympics. So it's going to be a Mighty Ducks episode, but we will use that also a little bit in the, as a springboard to talk about how much fun we're having, I assume, watching the Winter Olympics. I'm having fun. I have so many uh, hot takes about cold sports. I'm so ready. <laughs> um, uh, for example... I really like the casual hand position of speed skating. Like they hold their hands behind their back, like a very contemplative walk. And they're going so fast, but it just looks real chill. I like it. Hot take. <laughs> I just wanted to leave that there for as long I as I appreciate it. I also really, I, uh, I like, uh, I was, I watched ski jumping after I'd watched snowboard jumping and it makes the skiers look like, such boring people like you don't flip you don't grab anything you just kind of hang out and then land like we we've moved on hot takes all right um anyway that's next week um also i just want to give a brief shout out uh, before we leave if you're not we're just getting ready with uh one or two more two more episodes of our spin-off podcast pack your mics so if you enjoy the show top chef the bravo reality show uh, we have a little side project about it, so uh, hopefully you're always listening to Pack Your Mics. You can learn about that at packyourmics.com. Um, this is our fifth year talking about Top Chef, which is crazy, uh, and we're having a good time. So packyourmics.com. Uh, thanks for being here at Anthony Lopez Part 2. Thanks for having me. Um, are you excited for D2, the Mighty Duck? I am very excited. Uh, also, thanks to host of the podcast, Gosh Darn Fiasco. Do you want to give us the elevator pitch? Angela Gosh and Fiasco, funny people and cool nerds play the game Fiasco by Bully Pulpit Games, and it's a funny story full of tragedy and hilarity. Uh, we just recorded one today where we were a community theater group doing the play that was the prequel to Cats, Kittens. <laughs> there were no penises in the whole thing. Well, <laughs> I, you had me until that last part. Uh, <laughs> they were implied. <laughs> I'm back in. <laughs> I, I I know what uh, I, I know what I thought about when you were saying that, and that's good enough. Okay. Uh, this is at uh, goshdarnfiasco.simplecast.fm. Yeah, we can one? also do goshdarnfiasco.com these days, or that's just look right. it up on your podcast friends. Check it out, you guys. Um, and then uh, thanks for being here at Phoebe Bottoms on Twitter. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for being back. I. Uh, it used to be on the show that we were only doing garbage like this and so uh, after one I couldn't promise anything but normally we do more fun stuff so even though you guys aren't back for gosh, uh, for uh, uh, Mighty Ducks 2 uh, you guys will both be back on more fun things in the future so everything well, I've done before has been more pleasant than this so I totally believe you yeah you're right <laughs> oh also follow Phoebe on Instagram and see pictures of her rescued dog because it is that's a cute dog so well, thanks, guys. And I believe I have lived up to my promise of liking every photo you've ever posted of that dog. So I can't. I'm going to double check and hold you to your word. <laughs> that dog is on the screen. I like it. So even if I don't click it, it's I'm thinking it. So anyway, <laughs> thanks, you guys. All right. We'll be back next week, everybody. Take care. Bye.